on KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. It's Chatterbox, where you'll find the latest news, interviews, and updates about the gaming world. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host, the guests, and callers only, and not necessarily those of KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. And now, here's your host for Chatterbox. everybody. Another week of the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. My name's Alon. And my name's Laura. My name's TJ. And, uh, well, we're going to keep doing the show, because that's, that's what we do. We do the show for, like, the whole rest of the hour. Because so far, what we've had is excellent. <laughs> right? This has been a good ten seconds. It's, my it's mouth a lot, is burnt. It's a lot to keep up this much momentum for it a is. whole hour. Our excitement is through the roof today, actually. You guys both came in telling me how much stuff you had to talk about. And I thought, that's great. Fantastic. We'll have a full show today. Um, if, you, uh, if you're a listener and you want to talk about a specific subject, you can tell us what you'd like us to talk about, and we will even consider it. Just send us an email. Uh, website is chatterboxgameshow.com. If you happen to be listening live, uh, that's another fantastic thing. You can call us 866-536-1100. Give us a call, and we'll talk about it live on the air. You, you all right over there, TJ? You good? My mouth is burnt. I burnt it today on tea. Your mouth is agape. Yes. Okay, well, since you both have announcements, I also have an announcement. And what's that? I will, uh, this April, coming April, I will be giving a TEDx talk. A TEDx talk? You're yes. kidding. Here in no. the Phoenix? Here Whoa. in the Phoenix, yes. Wow. So do you get, like, a few tickets for people for, like, reserved whatever? I, I don't know. Well, when you do, let me know. You will and be then the get first me one of them. You'll be the first. What about me, TJ? Excellent. You'll be like the seventh or eighth. <laughs> okay, I would. I would very much like to see that. As would I. So I don't. I don't want to watch it stream. I want to be live. It's, no, I, it's not Ted. Okay, like it's kind of like kindergarten for Ted. Okay, so <laughs> I don't want to uh, blow it up more than it really is because there's like, it's like they franchised Ted and made it a kindergarten. Well, and if, then if you want to understand a little bit further. I have not given a TEDx talk, so clearly it's something special. It is for me, yeah, because I I feel like I have something important to say. I just don't know what it is quite yet. <laughs> you oh, so you out? haven't even decided what you're going to talk about? Oh, no, not at all. Why would they pick you to talk if you don't even have a topic to talk about? Because I like I have something important to say. Are you okay. gonna Are you gonna at least talk about video games or something? Or else? is it about the prostate? Somehow? No, video games. It's not has nothing to do with surgery or organs. Okay, which is weird because half your life is spent or talking cars. about surgeries in cars. Indeed. Okay. It's part of being Armenian. You see. Yeah, well, that's is good. Is it going to be about being Armenian? No. It'll be about video games. Oh, okay. I am excited to hear it. Now, when you give a TEDx talk, that's there's more than just one person, right? You, you hear lots of people talk when you yeah. go to a TEDx conference. Yes. Good. Good. And it's I not even so of much them. of a conference. It's like a gathering. Three people in a room. More than three people. Actually, okay. actually, now that Four. you went there, I think one of like the requirements is that like if you want to give one, you have to have like a hundred people go to it or something. But how can they tell how many people are going to go in advance? They like you have to get like that many people. I don't know. I just made that up, but I remember reading that, so I'm going to assume that that's what it said. Okay, well, fantastic. I look forward to it. I'm super excited. And if any listeners are local, you know, let us know. Please come and heckle me. And well, no, I don't want you to. Yeah, heckle why would actually. you want people to heckle but, you? But, but if you really feel compelled to bring it, yeah, that'd be. I will, I will I'll, be the, I'll, I'll be that guy in the audience, that Kanye, who's be like, "Hey, quiet down! My friend's giving a talk." Yeah. 
I don't need your Alon's, crap. Salon's got my back. Yeah. Um, all right. So what are we going to talk about this week? Um, that's not talk. about about your chatting. <sighs> there's so boxing. many. Thi- there's just so many things I'm upset about. Um, money is one of them. Okay. 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 This new Xbox dashboard thing. Okay. Like this is going to be brief, but did just, you did you finally get it? Okay. First, I finally found how to change your theme. <laughs> I remember you saying that was difficult. Yeah, difficult as in, like, I couldn't figure it out, right? And I finally found out some well, some genius. What action does a theme even take in the new dashboard? <sighs> well, very little. Because I had a theme applied, and now it seems to have disappeared. It's pretty much just the background for all practical purposes. At one point in time, didn't you have to, like, purchase themes no, you and still icons? Have, you, still, you still can purchase themes. And in fact, the great majority of the themes available are for pay. So each time that they upgrade the interface on Xbox, the previous one's broken. So now... No, no, not necessarily. Well, that's probably why they have to keep it technically able to work, just because they yeah, know you paid for it in the ge- past. It's generic enough that as far as I've experienced, the old ones still apply. Huh. But here's the thing, right? Like, as far as the themes go, like, I was like... Oh, look, here's a BMW Forza Motorsport theme. Yeah, I like BMWs. I'm going to get that, right? So I get that, right? And all you get is a retarded um, wallpaper. And now, usually, like, in the old version of the dashboard, remember when you get to look at your friends, right? And there's, like, a little kind of, like, diorama, like, next to each friend, and they are, like, listed in an array, right? And, you know, so if you choose, like, the the nighttime theme, somehow that has to do with, like, an urban shambled area, Right. And so, like, you know, one guy would like if I see you online, there'd be like a cop car next to you. And if I see you TJ online, there'd be like a fence with like some graffiti next to it or something like that. Right. And anyway, like so those like those graphical pieces, urban. Yes. You know, so those things like you in this new Forza theme, they're BMW cars, which are beautifully modeled, but you will never, ever see them because of the way that they've hidden that part of the interface. You'll almost never, ever see them unless you like. Go and look at the profile of one specific person who happens to be online at that moment. Bummer. But that's not my biggest limit, okay? My okay, biggest good, limit. I don't care that much about that. <laughs> look, 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 look. Clearly, you haven't been using this on a routine basis because uh, I just my the the dashboard is simply a hub to get to content. It's right, not right. a place to spend lots of time. Right. And but it it didn't used to be and now it is, right? Because not only does it take you like six or seven button presses just to get to the games marketplace, whereas before it was like half that or less. But I just I counted because this was causing me to pull out my very short hairs. I counted really short. Like how many? Why are you pulling on those hairs? Listen, yeah, that's listen. Disgusting. Okay, wait. Which hair? Keep your eye on the prize, DJ. You're, okay, let's not. The hair let's on not, your let's head. Let's not get distracted here. You can't pull. Listen, okay. There's, I counted all the categories of games there are when you go to the marketplace. There's ten categories of game product, and I'm not even counting like all of the miscellaneous ones. You're right? talking about like genres. Look, no, I'm not even counting genres. Okay, I'm just counting like the most obvious ones, like ones that you would typically think they put at the forefront for people to notice, right? But there's like 10 of them, and I wrote them down, right? This is insane. There's featured new releases. There's featured game showcase. There's featured December's hits. There's games new releases. There's games most popular. Okay, this is half of them, and these are just random lists. for Basically just random lists. 
right? Then there's demos, new releases. Then there's Xbox Originals, Xbox Arcade, indie games, games on demand. All the ones that previously were all in one spot, but now they've been like scattered around. So it's just a pain in the butt. I just feel like, you know, not only have they moved around everything in the grocery store, but they've made the grocery store bigger. They've installed an array of meters, not on uh, an array of mirrors, not on like a fun house. And um, it's just terrible. Okay, then. But I in, guess I don't spend as much time in the marketplace as you do. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I look on a regular basis to see what's new. And it's extremely hard to follow what's new now. I have to spend like three times longer figuring that out, right? But there's one thing good happened, which was the, the, the ever popular Major Nelson um, finally tweeted a, a public statement. I guess they're always public statements, right? Yeah. Um, that's his job. Yeah. We don't have private tweets yet, do we? Well, yeah. well yes. Okay. Maybe do, maybe. So. He finally admitted over Twitter that uh, they're aware of that color space issue we talked about last time. Yeah. And they're going to do something that. about it. So, so kudos I, to Microsoft for uh, recognizing it. I read that he said they were aware of it, not so much that they were working on it. <laughs> so, no, no, no. He says, we're aware of the color space issue with some Xbox video apps and are working on a fix. No ETA yet, but we hope to have an update soon. So thank you, Larry, for that. Well, that's cool. You're a nice guy. Um, I you know, I'm, not everyone else is. I'm glad to hear they are. I, I wouldn't really have expected anything different. I, or I guess when we talked about it before, there we weren't so sure that it was a mistake. And now I well, guess we know that it's you mistake. weren't sure. I was sure. Were you? I was sure. Okay. Well, you know that's good. All right. That they're moving on up. So what else we got? Uh, TJ had quite a few things that he wanted to bring to the table today. Three micro-topics that go into each other smoothly. Speaking of Xbox, there's a great new game that's coming out next month. It's an indie game called Fez, F-E-Z, by the developer Phil Fish. And Is this other the people. game that supposedly was coming out in 2009 and now it's 2012? Oh, he's been working on it forever. It's actually been in development for maybe five years. So what makes you believe that it's actually coming out next month? He said it's coming out for Xbox next month. That means nothing to me. Uh, it's by a company called Polytron with the three people, Phil Fish. Uh, it's a voxel-based video game that looks like pixel art, but... It looks like Tiny Tower. It came out... Bef- uh, he's been working on it before Tiny Towers, but yes, the main character, Fez, I think his name might be, uh, looks like characters from Tiny Towers, but... The game looks like it's 2D, but the game mechanic is that you can spin the world in 3D space on four sides. Uh, Alon, I showed him a video of it. Uh, what did you think of it? Um, it was intriguing. That That is the word I would use. So, like, I want to play it, but I don't know how much fun it's going to be based just on the video. From what I know, I mean, the game doesn't come out until next month, so I haven't played it. But what I know about it is that there's, like, no enemies. It's platformer, puzzle-based. Uh, and it's just a small title that's been being worked on forever. Uh, but to go on from that, Phil Fish and his team is part of a movie called Indie Game the Movie that premiered this weekend at Sundance Film Festival. And within that movie, they talk about uh, Super Meat Boy and a few other uh, games like Braid with Jonathan Blow. Um, and I haven't seen the movie, so I really can't speak about the movie, but I enjoyed the trailer. Have you two seen the trailer for Indie Game the Movie? No. No? Okay. No, man. But maybe it'll come to that theater at ASU. Hopefully. With the, hopefully. It yeah. just premiered uh, just a few days ago, but in that short amount of time, HBO purchased the rights to the movie so they can turn it into a TV show that will basically be a HBO drama or comedy 
about indie developers. Maybe. Maybe. They they bought the right. I to, think it's a long shot. They could do whatever they want with it. Yeah. Like in, not do anything at all. Nothing. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. They're probably just scared that that USA will do a better job, so they bought the rights to stop them from making because they like characters. They're welcome there. Anyway, uh, no, I'm I'm excited for it because um, when HBO does something, normally it's very praised and high quality. So even if it's a comedy, quote unquote comedy about indie developers oh, on you're video games, me. really, you think there'll be a comedy? What else well, could it be? No, no, no. When when drama? H- when it's not going to be an urban drama. drama. But when HBO makes drama. when HBO makes a comedy or when Showtime makes a comedy like uh, okay, a gritty Nurse, urban comedy is that what you're getting at? Nurse Jackie is considered a comedy on Showtime. That show is not comedic at all. Um, uh, the Big C on uh, Showtime. It's a woman about who has cancer, and that is also considered a comedy. So when they when Showtime and HBO do, does comedies, except for Curb Your Enthusiasm, it's really not a laugh-out-loud comedy. Yeah. Well, hopefully the movie that did come out will come out in a form like Netflix so people who aren't Probably. part of the 1% can see it. Yeah. The 1% living in the biggest major markets. I'm looking forward to it already. I know. I'm excited. All right. Well, we're going to break. We'll be right back, folks. Where else are you going to find a Master of Science program in technology that creates thinkers who understand how business works and how to apply the technology? Where else are you going to discover a graduate degree in technology that is customized to meet your objectives? Where else in the Valley, on campus or online, can you study at the only private university that gives you the opportunity to focus in specialized areas like network security, artificial life programming, and game studies, as well as technology management? Where else? Where else but the University of Advancing Technology? UAT's graduate technology program is accelerated. It combines business with technology. It offers the flexibility to adapt quickly to changes that come in high-tech fields. Feed your brain. Lead. Manage. You won't find this innovative environment anywhere else. UAT, the select private university where you'll be fully immersed in technology. The experience is unrivaled. Click UAT.edu. That's UAT.edu. And we are back. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio, where we chatter incessantly about boxes. TJ's taking notes now. I, in the meantime, am going to remind everyone to go to UAT.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology. They uh, they keep this show going. We appreciate it very much. So thank you to them. And don't forget to visit their website. Uh, like I said earlier, we have a website, chatterboxgameshow.com. Email us if there's anything you want us to talk about. Um, and speaking of things to talk about, there is plenty. So, um, all right, what do, what do you have next on the list? Okay, well, this was actually even more upsetting to me than my Xbox experience. I hope so, because that didn't bother me one bit. And, and admittedly, that was marginally upsetting only. Um, so I tried to do something that I've never done before. 
and maybe you guys have tried to do this before and ran into the same problem that I'm about to describe. On the PlayStation Store, right, one of the things that I loved, okay, I don't get to say things, describe things that I like and love so much, so I'm going to do it, right? One of the things that I loved about the PlayStation Store is that they don't have those ridiculous Microsoft points, middleman type of currency, right? I like that the thing you love is simply something that lacks something you hate. You may choose to frame it that way, but (laughs) I'm going to keep my head up and continue to love that. Okay. Okay. So here's what I found out. That's actually not true. They don't have a, like a middleman currency, but something very special and insane happens if you try to buy something that costs less than $5. Here's what happens. Is there a minimum? Yes, there's a minimum. And it says, oh, like I was trying to buy, okay, look, GT5 DLC came out, right? Oh, was it 4.99? This was close, okay? So two things, <laughs> two items came out. The sum of which was like nine ninety eight, okay? So basically almost ten dollars. One of them is this track pack, which I wanted, which was like three ninety nine. The other one was like a car pack, which I didn't want, which is like five ninety nine or whatever, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna buy this track because I love the convenience of microtransactions on the Sony platform. So I try to buy it and it says, Oh no. The minimum you can fund your 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 wallet, right? Your digital wallet that you never had to think about before is five dollars. So this this suddenly caused me to narrow my eyes in response, and I started thinking about this, right? Now here's what's going to happen, okay? I didn't buy the thing, okay? Because I was like, you know what? Like I feel like you're nickel and diming me, and I don't feel like buying this anymore. If they had just said that if it was five dollars from the start, I would have bought it, okay? Yeah, $5 would have been a fine price. Yeah, but here's here's the problem. It's more than just having a dollar and one cent left over that you can't buy anything with except some kind of stupid wallpaper of, a, of an ugly bikini girl or some something. No, those those fetch higher prices. You'll get like some some like retarded like abstract shape wallpaper for that, right? I like those. Yeah, <laughs> you like those? those? You're the one who bought that one. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, right? Here's what happens. If you buy it, then you have to fund with $5, then you have a dollar and a cent left over, right? Here's the problem. If you buy, if you want the next thing that you want to buy, if that's also under $5 or under what would put you to over $5, the same thing happens again. And you end up with even more money. And it'll keep happening over and over and over until you buy something that's more than $5. And so once you start this, right, you are always going to have most likely some residual amount of money that's less than $5 hanging around in this account. And this this really rubs me the wrong way. Which makes Sony a bank at this point. Well, I I mean you can call them a bank, you can call it bait and switch, you could give it you can give it a compelling argument for that. But like why why are like why are you doing this to me, Sony? Like why can't why can't it just be simple? It's like, it, is it's, it is such a complex outcome from such a silly rule. Sidebar, there's rumors right now that Microsoft is going to get rid of Microsoft points. Rumors. Ironically, yes. Rumors. Yes, and that was actually the next thing that I was going to say. Um, So, of course, Microsoft has denied any rumors, but the outlets say that there's a source, came from a source inside Microsoft, and, of course, the typical corporate line and all these things happen is 
we don't comment on rumors or speculation. Rule number one, no talking about Fight Club. Right. And of course, if it's not officially announced by Microsoft PR, then by definition, it's rumor and speculation. But every single person on the internet does not like microtransactions or uh, Microsoft points because it's more cumbersome like you were just talking about. So the only ones who like it is Microsoft. But would Microsoft points be a form of currency? Um, I mean, it, in some, I don't know that it, it fulfills yeah, all the Yeah, I mean, what rules. are you getting at? I mean, like, it's not like they Kinda have like to. Kind of like Bitcoins. Yeah, no, we were watching, like, what was it? Was it The, the Good, Good Wife? Wife. The Good Wife. And there was a, this whole thing, the question about what is a currency? What defines a currency? Specifically and, talking about. Because you can't create a currency in the United States because it's against the law. Um, is it, though? It is. But that's, that is a currency. Bitcoin? No. Microsoft points. I mean, well, I would consider it a currency. I don't know it, what the U.S. definition is. There, there are certain tests for what is a currency, yeah. and I don't think that Microsoft points. Um, I mean, falls it's not, it's not, category. you know, like I'm channeling on the dollar bill, right? It's not like legal tender for all debts, private and public, or anything like that, right? But it's a form of currency. I can tell you that if lots of people simply started using Microsoft points as currency and allowed you to purchase meals and hotel stays and all that stuff. Than um, with Microsoft points, yeah. then it would probably be disallowed. Fair enough. Because it would be used as a currency. Anyway, um, yeah, it. I, I was so there's talk about the new system coming out too, the next the next Xbox, which of course is going to happen at some point, right? But now there's discussion Eventually. that like they know the video card that's going to be in it, and it's supposed to come out next year, and so they'll announce it at E3 this year, um, and so. But next year, it's like end of next year, which is essentially yes. two years. Yeah, 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 exactly. But like, I'm I'm debating now in my head that if they're going to make this change, are they going to make it along with the new system, or like with a lot of Microsoft stuff, they will make some major change, um, and it won't it won't like be mature until the next thing comes out. So like. One example of that is, you know, uh, Xbox Live happened after the Xbox came out, but it didn't it didn't really come into its own until the Xbox 360. Like, it didn't right. morph into something that everyone really appreciated right. because it, it had some time to mature. So, right. Well, those those kinds <clears throat> of things, too. I mean, they require so much infrastructure. Yeah, well, that was a that was a big change, right, to the concept of Xbox and Xbox Live. So this is a, big, a very small one, just changing how you actually purchase things on it. But perhaps they'll, they'll announce it at E3, make it live almost immediately, and then by the time the Xbox, whatever the next one is, comes out... Uh, there won't be any discussion of of the Microsoft points by that yeah, by that I, time because this is totally like built into the Xbox Live marketplace in 360. I don't know how quickly they could just turn it off. Well, it's kind of interesting that Nintendo's in the same situation right now. There's rumors that Nintendo's making a Nintendo network, which is different than their Wi-Fi network, which would be more like Xbox Live or PSN. But once again, this is all just rumors and speculations based off of just a logo that was on a game box in Japan. Yeah. Well, so, they, I mean, they have to. They're trying to gear up for the Wii U, and the Nintendo 3DS is new enough that they can still implement a real network on it. So with this new evolution of game systems, they need to evolve their It's still silly that network. Nintendo hasn't caught up. Like, it's it's weird to me that they're so far behind. Well, they're, they're developing a lot of... Like, there are a lot of network features on the 3DS. They're just very different in manner to the approach that, you know, like, Microsoft's yeah. taking. But, I mean, they don't... You don't have a friends list. You don't have, like, a real account. Stuff. Like, what happens when you lose your device? Can you re-download all those games for free? I don't know. 
I don't know what the rules are in Nintendo because I don't pay attention and neither does anyone else I know. But yeah. but there, it just seems like they're completely in the dark ages when they're surrounded by people who are doing it correctly. And that's that's very strange. Well, you know, like I said a couple of weeks ago, their store interface has features that are sorely lacking in some of these competitors. So. Yeah. And, and I don't get it. Like in, in the world, there's first world countries, there's third world countries, but you can't just you can't convert third world to first world easily. But in this case, you've got you've got a company that's doing all the wrong things when they're right up next to the people who are doing all the right things. Yeah, they could certainly implement something. I better. wouldn't go so drastic. Do they? Doesn't? What do you mean? Does Nintendo use normal currency, or are there Nintendo points? There's coins. There's Nintendo coins. Well, there's Nintendo coins, but, but it's, you but get it's one to one. I mean, it's like no, but you know, when you buy something on the on the store, it's you just buy it. Okay. Okay. Because there's Nintendo coins where I think you get a code with each game you buy, yeah, that, and then you can. That, yeah, that's actually something different. That's yeah. more like their loyalty system. Yeah, and that's for the, a their website. Program. It's not handled actually on the Wii. Yeah. But um, but yeah, they like you said, you buy it and you get charged one thing, and you don't have this ex- excess money sitting in the system like with PSN and with Microsoft where you I buy just, these points. And am, I, sit. am I the only one who doesn't like being effed with? No, I don't I like just, it either, just dude. Don't f with me. Just how many how many Microsoft points do you have? I have like 240 or something that have been no, sitting there for three years. Yeah, me too. You have 360 exactly. Do I? Yeah. Wow, that's funny. All we'll, right. We'll be back. Well, yeah. Hey, it's me, Mario. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. It's a number one. All right, we are back. You know, one thing I wanted to mention, I saw this a few weeks ago, actually. Um, at least it feels like a few weeks ago. Um, I suppose the article is only from two weeks ago. But uh, there's this thing called the Game Changer, I think, an iPad accessory where like it, it turns the iPad into a board game. Did you see this article? No, but that yeah. sounds exciting. I said on the show a long time ago that I wanted something that, like before the, I, before the iPad ever came out, before I knew what it was going to be, um, that I want some, uh, like the like the Microsoft Surface, right? Like a, a pad, board game style, that you, you lay down and it's virtual and it creates this uh, the board game experience, but without having to set up actual pieces. Makes it faster to pick up, put together, all that stuff. Um, then the iPad came out and I was like, oh, great. They have Catan on the iPad. They could totally do that and like, connect four iPhones to it. So you have your cards in your hand and you have the board on the table and you never have to pick up a piece, right? And then... Talk to the people who, like Mayfair Games, who were getting it all ready and coming out with, with Catan on the iPad. And I was like, oh, it's going to be awesome when that happens. They're so, like, yeah, it's coming out soon. Like the next month it came out, it did not have iPhone support, um, meaning like iPad with iPhone support simultaneous. Yeah, um, like Scrabble. Yeah, and it's lame. So I was not excited about that. But down, there's this thing that is, is also not what I want exactly, but it's, it's thematically the same where you have this iPad in the middle and you have a board around it. And um, it interacts with the board game, and and so like you can change games by changing the software on the iPad. So do you have pieces, or is it just like a board that you fold out like you would get with a board you, game? Uh, you you do have pieces, right? So the, it's like having a board game but with a brain in the middle. So is it you pull out this board, you have the pieces, and then you put the iPad inside, and then the iPad itself is just a giant pop-o-matic bubble that you just hit. It's more like it sits on top, not inside, but yeah. Yeah, just pop-o-matic. I just I like the the fact that someone is putting uh, taking the the idea which I'm sure I'm not the only one to have 
obviously, and, and making a real product out of it. I don't think they're doing it the right way. It would be more interesting to actually use it like a board game that people want to play, not create new games. Like, I don't know, like I was saying, make a Catan game out of it. But, uh, I mean, I, I would expect someone like Hasbro or Parker Brothers, whoever makes these games where they have a bunch of popular ones, to have this whole set for the iPad where, like, you actually lay it down and it's intended to be played from four different positions around the pad. Mm-hmm. Whereas right now there are a few games, uh, board game style, but, like, you pass it between two players if you're going to play with two people. That's not fun. Um, there's actually the company that made Ticket to Ride for the iPad, which is one of the best produced iPad games there is. You need to show that to me. I should. I have that. Yeah. Um, they made another game before Ticket to Ride, and that game has a... It's it's a simulated version of an actual board game where it's like up to four players or something, four or five, but the iPad version is only two players. Um, but you can you lay it down on like a coffee table or something, and two people play, and you're, you're playing from opposing viewpoints, people who are facing each other, right? But one person looks down on the iPad and plays it from that position, and the other person plays from from the other position, right, across the table. And you don't have to, like, pass the pad between each other. Huh. I forget what it's called, even. Something about, like, wolves and magicians and stuff. But um, supposedly it's good, but it's limited to two players on the iPad. But again, like, I, I like that there's this movement of, of board games to the iPad, um, but usually it's not, it's not a- actually acting as a real board between people who might be sitting about at a table, um, and I—that's—that's that's what I'm looking for. Like, so you still get that that physical social experience with people who come over to the house and want to play, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, make it easier. Yeah, they should—they should still have the online option where I can also play yes. in my bedroom by myself with someone across the country. I want both. But yeah, just having people sit around a table like we did. We played Ticket to Ride physically with the actual board game, and it was fun. And it was fun. a pain in the butt, though. Because there's so much stuff, and you're knocking over pieces and doing all that, all that other stuff. But yeah. you could have the exact same experience, but make it easier on the players by using an iPad and iPhones. For the record, Ari, here's a game element. So we were playing Ticket to Ride, Marklin Edition. Not just the normal Ticket Marklin. to Ride. This is, oh. This is the German map. Yes. You don't know what Ticket to Ride is, I'm guessing. But okay, it's, a, it's so, a fun game. Trains and the German version. What are we getting at here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we talked about that. We'll talk anyway, about yeah. it Anyway, yeah. The game involves a lot of trains, but this specifically was Marklin Edition, and Marklin is a brand of model train, and it says in the instructions, uh, the person with the most impressive Marklin train collection goes first. Yeah. That is a rule to the game. Yes. To this specific edition. I could edition. appreciate that. Right. You like that? Because like normally that. games will be like um, oldest person go first, youngest person go person first. Person who rolls the highest, yeah. you know, dice roll, or the youngest person, the oldest, exactly. So it's whoever has the most impressive Marklin train like, set. I, like I don't even care like how that metric is calculated. That's it, it's so well, subjective. It well, doesn't make any sense. Uh, can you imagine two kids who actually have Marklin trains being they like would fight over it? No, mine's cooler. No, oh, mine's they, cooler. Oh, they mean like in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah Whoever that's... owns the most ah. impressive Marklin train collection. So, so in other words, the person who owns the Marklin train collection. <laughs> I was. Yeah, I was. Gonna... I want to get one just so that I'd be like, well, I have one. What do you have? <laughs> yeah. I'm going first. There you go. Yeah. Th- that's a great game mechanic. How how starved are we for novelty that this is what gets us off now? I just I, I think that's funny. It it's, is. I it's just a special that. edition it's version good. of that game, and and it's obviously very branded because it is the Marklin edition. But, yeah. yeah, and in okay. Germany. Well, that's what happens when your sister-in-law doesn't doesn't know the difference and just goes out and buys you a game. Touche, touche. Whoever made Ticket to Ride. Yeah. All right. So um, we haven't talked about litigation in a while. Really? Didn't we just talk about it last 
segment? Yeah, it's been a while. Okay. So Ten minutes ago. And I, I know how much you love litigation in the lawn, and I know how much you love Ubisoft even more. Oh, I do. I do, so to the core. Here's a little story about Ubisoft. Um, you know they made this game called um, Just Dance? Yes. Right? They've made a few of them. So More than a few, in fact. So, it's so they're not... Well, uh, 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 uh. So... There's, uh, you know, it's not the first game to be made that's about dancing, right? There's Harmonix's game, and and there's another, there was another developer, and they made this game. Oh yeah, the, the developer is called OG International. I haven't heard of them. Well, I mean, they're OGs and they're international. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> I mean, that's all you need to know. Apparently, uh, I... it's true because they made this other game called Get Up and Dance. Which Ooh. Ubisoft filed for an injunction. Because saying, of the title or because of the content of the game? Well, because of the content of the game. Okay. It was too similar. Because um, the title certainly sounds similar. Yes. Well, well, you know, it's um, you know, I'm I'm waiting for, you know, some more of these games to come out like um, like you know, raise your body, um, exuberantly and dance <laughs> or and, and get simply down dance to dance. And, boogie oogie dance and, and and motion. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah. So. They said uh, the court ruled against Ubisoft, which this is happening quite a bit lately, because there was that THQ court case with um, Ubisoft with Assassin's Creed, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so they've got. Which, by the uh, way, is going to be part of Soul Calibur Five. Yeah. Right. So, so you know, there was this there was this problem up in Montreal where you know Ubisoft also filed for uh, some some lawyering device to keep them from. Quote, poaching, um, you know, the people who worked on the Assassin's Creed game. And that was overturned, too, which is remarkable because it's in Montreal. Yeah, I would expect them to the, win. The most, okay, the most French co- city in the world, more than Paris. Really? What? Yes. That doesn't make any sense I at did all. Not, I did not give it this designation. That's a hyperbole. No, it is true. It is more French than Paris. Okay. Okay? And... What? Even 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 in Montreal, Ubisoft has no harbor. So which Assassin's Creed game? Because the last one that just came out, Assassin's Creed Revelations, it was worked on by like twenty different studios. Yeah, well that's because the original team isn't there anymore. Yeah. Get it? Okay. That's it for that one. I wanted to say that Just Dance is like the number one best-selling series on the Wii besides Nintendo games. So, like, the fir- if you, like, l- look at a list of, like, 1 through 20 of top-selling Wii games, it's, like, Nintendo, Nintendo, Nintendo. And then it's, like, Just, Han- Just Dance 3, Just Han- Dance 2. Just Dance Kids. I see, I, see, I see the genesis of a whole series of Just games. Yes. <laughs> just... Just go to sleep. <laughs> just be a great just one, drive, actually. just punch. Just, just buy another game. Just fall. Just, just, just lose your just money. Just go to the mall. <laughs> <laughs> What's out of the mall? Uh, the just just sandcastles in the sand. I don't I don't get that joke. I don't know. Is that, was that another Talking song? Talking about your mother, yeah. Another song by her? Yeah. By Did Ms. I spoil Sparkles it? Sparkles or whatever? Did I spoil it? I just, alert I just don't remember. I'm sure I saw it. Robin Sparkles? Yeah. Yeah. See, Ara has no idea what we're talking about. I know about. what you're talking about. Do you? Oh, yes. You, when did you start watching TV? When it became legendary. Okay. <laughs> oh, boom. Wait for it. There it is. All right, so TJ, you're up. 
I already did all three of mine. You did all of yours? Okay, mine was short. Looks, looks like I'm going to have to pick up the slide. You were like, I had so much stuff to talk about today. You're, you're, I said three micro guys, conversations. Guys, this is not a problem. Your punishment now will be a Skyrim topic. Okay, oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> wait, thing, without, wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> I want to talk about Skylanders. I don't know. Go on. Just <laughs> no, go on. you don't. Okay, so. Skylanders. Everyone's been waiting for this Skyrim 1.4 patch, and I don't, I don't think they do this. I know I have. Well, yes, indeed. Is Here's, this the one that's going to add mods, like no, easy mods? Yeah, for, no, 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 this is that's something different for PC, right? But the patch is going to be for consoles oh. and PC. That's going to be like the creation kit and all that who, stuff, right? Who would get Skyrim so, for anything besides PC? I'm not, I'm not going to even dignify that with an answer. So... Here's the funny thing, right? Like, I don't know. This is new to me. Maybe they do it on PC all the time, right? The patch has a beta. What? Yeah, I haven't heard of that. You can't... If you're on Steam, you can oh, say, yeah. oh, I can't wait for them to verify that it mostly works, but probably will break something else. Uh, I'm just... I, I want to play these, uh, these, these quasi-ostensible fixes right away, and you can do that on Steam. And you can get the patch in beta form if you just can't wait. I, I would do that if my computer could run it. You but yeah, you, you... Do you realize that when... It that adds what, mods and adds all this other stuff. Do you realize that their second patch broke things that they had to refix with the third yes, patch? Yes, 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 yes. Actually, um, the, actually there's there's a different order with that's it. That's why there's a beta. Shouldn't you? Shouldn't there be a beta so they don't break it the next time around? Do you, you think that the, the that me like trying out a beta is going to like make things more stable in my life? Not your life, yeah. but everybody else's At life. At least it makes sense. Everyone else but me, probably. Like, okay. this, this would not make sense if it were a Just Dance game getting a, an update. But given that it's Just Skyrim, Dance 2.5, I can understand that of all games that would need a beta patch, this this would be the one. Well, I'm waiting for Just Skyrim. <laughs> we'll be right back. This is Billy D. Williams from Command and Conquer 3, and you're listening to the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. Alright, we're back. It's Chatterbox Video Game Radio, and TJ, apparently you are a glutton for Skyrim Punishment. No. What is it you want? Before before anything else, I must mention our fantastic sponsor, the University of Advancing Technology, and their website, uat.edu. Now, I heard that there's a new class called Just Programming. <laughs> there probably will be. <laughs> um, now, Ari, you are not wearing it right now, but you got a fancy new ring recently. Oh, I yeah. Correct? I feel so naked without it. A ring made of metal, even. Yeah. And it was printed from a three-dimensional printer, meaning the printer makes things in three dimensions, not that the printer is three-dimensional. Although both it, are true. Yeah, it's yes. also in three dimensions. Now, you might not be aware, but at CES, uh, MakerBot people announced the new MakerBot. MakerBot. Just, just <laughs> MakerBot. Um, no, it has a name. It's the MakerBot like replicator, I think. Yeah. Um, it's and, for home use now. Yeah. For only and it comes pre pre like assembled, whereas previous MakerBots you'd have to assemble yourself. And this is this is a 3D printer. It is a 3D printer for the masses. Um, it is only two grand, 
for the the good version. You can get like for seventeen fifty, you can get it with one color, but the two grand one is two colors, two injectors. And, and what does it make stuff out of? Sand, ABS plastic, the same stuff that Lego are made from. Lego. All right, that's better than sand. Yeah. Um, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, TJ and I were looking at it, and I and I know that you are into the 3D printer. UAT has a 3D printer, by the way, that students can use. But, uh, you know, that doesn't do two colors, and, why and must, it's not a MakerBot. Why must each of us get one? No, we should, all, we should all together get one, oh, and get then we one. can start I, printing awesome things. I see. MakerBot timeshare? Yes. Interesting. Just, just share <laughs> is... Is, I, uh, I could see this becoming a new business venture, sir. You could rent right? it. You could think, rent it out. Think of the various things that you could make with this. If you could design it, you can make it. What if you make another MakerBot? Here, here's the problem, okay? I've got ideas, sir. Here's, here's the problem, is that I went through that phase, and I tried to think of it, and all I could come up with was a ring. <laughs> just so, a ring? Just ring. There's there's all sorts of stuff you can make, and they have like you can go onto their their like public forum website whatever, and there's all sorts of stuff that other people have designed, so you can get inspiration from that. Yeah. But, I, you I know, tried that. You want to make too. a fake Snickers bar made of bright green you know, ABS plastic? There are days when I daydream of a fake Snickers bar. I think it'd be fantastic. And what they need uh, the on the PS3 or Xbox is an app for me to make things for the MakerBot. Because I don't even know what software you use to make the the 3D art file that you need. Well, it's probably 3ds Max or something like that. I mean, I, it probably. Can, I think it can export you to ex- that file you type, export but, and then import. but it's not your standard Max or Maya um, file type that it accepts. But, I don't think. No, I'm sure you have to export something special. Yeah, but I'm very excited about this idea. Yeah. But I think make... you'd be waiting a long time to wait for an interface on your um, on your iPad. Yeah, to, that... to, to actually do modeling. Like actually, that. that would not be tough. So you say. Someone someone could do that. There's already 3D modeling apps. Yeah, all right, sure. You know, they're just really hard to use. Exactly. But we can make a finger ring. You can make anything with it because um, I saw online today somebody printed a record and played it on a record player. It was actually uh, Portal Still Alive. So now piracy has gone to a whole new level oh, no. wh- where people are making records with a MakerBot. Speaking of piracy. But, but it's not – it doesn't have that fine control. It was, it, was, like, it was – People sand down the edges. Apparently it's it was poor. It was poorly it, – it really didn't sound like it until like you listened to it all the way through. It was, it was poorly made. Okay. It's not that fine – it's not fine like a record yeah, Usually put. people like sand, sand the final version to get the little – you know, extra specs of whatever. It was like a big. It was like a for a toy. It was like a weird thing, but um. I'd like to utilize this mention of piracy to deftly segue into another topic. Okay. So we all love piracy, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So the Swiss now the Swiss are known for many things. Many of them very intelligent. They are known for neutrality. Things. Yes. And something very interesting happened. The Swiss government commissioned this study, right? Um, and they found they actually, you know what, at the end of this study, what they decided to do was, hey, um, okay, our piracy laws, downloading for personal use, okay, no problem, go do it, it's okay. What? Yep, it's all right. Because here's what they found: they found two things, which is what we've been saying all this time that people refuse to believe, but nevertheless is reality. 
The first one was that most pirated content actually did not decrease sales of the content in question because people's budgets basically remain constant for entertainment regardless of whether they pirate or not or regardless of the amount that they pirate, right? So as we've said, like even as early as last time, right, people have like a set amount that they spend on this kind of product and whether there's pirating or not, they don't really deviate from that, right? The second one, which is also an old argument that's been voiced many, many times, is they found that pirating content actually led in a lot of cases to people spending more money on these products. So it's good. Good for the economy. So it's good. So thank you, Swiss. Hopefully other people will come back. So they actually changed laws and say that it is okay to pirate things? they changed the law. In Switzerland. So they want you to pirate things as much as possible. Does yes. It, what, does this only apply to video games? Well, not as or much. Or does it apply to any digital content? Um, digital, it's digital content. And, yeah. Wow, that's wild. Yeah. But you still I mean, can't. I mean, think about what about physical it? content? So you can't share it, but it's just for personal use. For downloaded. personal use. What right. about physical content with a MakerBot? <laughs> um, reproduce- yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a lot. I think that we should get one. We could make a video game out of it, dude. I don't know how. We could make a. You could make a board game with a MakerBot. You could make pieces for your board game. You could make the actual board. That too. Okay. You okay. make everything. So, look. N- n- now that we're back to fantasizing about what things we could make. One thing that I did fantasize about, but I just decided it wasn't worth the the trouble for the, the foreseeable future, was to actually remake part controller parts out of metal. I love that idea. Yeah. I love metal. I love metal as like a tactile interface. MakerBot does not uh, do metal. No. But sorry. The place where I got that ring does. Yeah. What's it called? Shapeways. Shapeways. Yeah. Shakeweight. Shapeways. Which incidentally, I think they're in the Netherlands. They're somewhere. They're somewhere out east. They don't ship stuff from the Netherlands, do they? There's. I don't know what's going on with like that. Like when you bought that ring, it didn't come from... It might have. Really? There's mentions of things like like really like exotic things like VAT taxes and stuff like that. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's but crazy. It's totally worth it, man. So we should buy whatever machine they have that can do stuff in metal. Well, or instead of spending $20,000, you can just... Get a MakerBot. Well, you can just, I was going to say, order Wait. them one by one and just spend 50 bucks at a time. Why don't we get a MakerBot that's cheaper and have it build the metal thing? Yes. Metal replica. That is a fine idea. Fine idea. <sighs> All right. So what else What else we got? We got a couple minutes left in the show, guys. Um, <clears throat> well, Australia is going to uh, consider adding an R18 plus rating. I'm surprised they don't have this in Wait, Australia. That's What's exactly the reason I wanted to bring it up. 15. Whoa. So, so I did basically, not know that. in Australia, which is weird because they're so, like, Australians are chill. Um, that's why everything is okay if you're older than 15 yeah, there. Everything. You, you don't Aren't get they ma- all criminals? <laughs> well, they so used you, to be. You don't get mature games over there, basically. Um, I, knew, I knew that, period. but I didn't know what the actual rating system was. I didn't know that. I knew that they censored stuff and were really concerned about stuff. But. Well, it's not it's not that they intend to censor. They just say, we don't want this. And so if, it, if it's something that should 
should be censored, I guess, in their opinion. They just say, yeah, no, you can't have it. That's what I meant by censorship. And so it results in really cheesy versions. Like, uh, I don't know if you ever saw the German version of Turok the Dinosaur Hunter for the Nintendo 64. Weren't they robots? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they do that a lot. They're alien robots. And in, in Germany, rather than blood, you're going to get um, cyborgs and stuff like that in R- a lot of their Remember uh, Super Probotector? No. Super Contra. People turned into robots. I had no idea. And you can't have people killing people, so you, but you can have robots killing aliens and robots. Yeah. Do they aliens, animals, but like human and humans with blood, Germans aren't cool with. Are but Germans just, cool with having trains in their games? <laughs> Depends on where they go. <laughs> no, I think it's only the, de- the destinations. Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> where was I going with this? Yeah, so it's crazy that it's taken them this long to get on the train of mature games. Um... Like, it's 2012, right? And they're finally considering letting adults play video games that are geared towards adults. What? We've had that stuff for years. Well, you know, certain things take a long yeah. time to actually, uh, you know, get around to. Not only that, ratings are not required in the U.S. They are simply, uh, they are voluntarily heavily in- provided. Heavily influenced. I don't know. And I don't know, maybe, maybe I've misinterpreted it, and they're not required in Australia, but they just... People want to have their stuff sold in a store, so they adhere to that. I was under the impression it was a government. It seems like it from what I've read. Authority. So I just I noticed it that it's going to you know a bill's being proposed soon, and it's going to be voted on soon, and it's just crazy that it's taken this long. You still still can't do it. Anyway, coming soon to an Australian place near you. We'll be back next week, everybody. Good night, guys. Bye. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.